This is Ask BBB, live on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Good morning. I'm Jim Swan, here with co-host Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning is about learning. As spring break ends and schools are just virtual for now, it's possible that some might be looking for tutoring to help out. And we'll also talk about learning a trade when we welcome the General Manager of Great Lakes Technical Training, where they specialize in HVAC courses. All BBB-accredited businesses display the seals so consumers know they are business you can trust. Later this morning, we'll let you know about businesses in the area that have recently acquired BBB accreditation. But right now, we welcome our first guest to give us some tips on tutoring. Marty Robertson is the Director of Operations at Oxford Learning Centre. Marty, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you, Monica. Hello, Jim. So, Marty, we've all had to really adjust to the use of internet technology in almost anything that we do. How has Oxford Learning Centre adjusted as well to some of these changes? Great question, Monica. Um, this past year has been an adaptation, I think, for everybody, and our company is no different, and neither is our industry. Um, this has actually forced us to change in ways that I think have actually been quite fantastic, and uh, it's been part of the learning sphere for some time that you know we're slowly gravitating more and more technical um, whether it's high school students using tablets for research and, and internet or whether or not now we're you seeing the use of tablets and other resources online for children to start to learn at earlier ages um, for us the adaptation now is actually taking our tutoring model and our classes online completely through our virtual table platform, which allows us to still interact with students in the ways that we need to, to see the kind of progress we need, including using our proprietary curriculum. Is that something that Oxford Learning had been looking into and then was kind of uh, uh, accelerated by COVID? Absolutely, Jim. Uh, online learning is uh, something that has been around for quite some time. And traditionally, it's much more focused and adaptable for uh, older learners, whether it's uh, adult learners who are retaking courses or university students, but more and more we're seeing it transition downwards into elementary. And it's been something we've been eyeing for quite some time, but definitely COVID has poured some fuel on the fire. We were likely a couple years out, but here we are. We've been a year in at this point. Do you have any connection with students' regular school, like in regards to assessing their programs and progress as you're trying to support parents and students? Yeah, Monica, we actually encourage all of our franchisees um, to reach out to any student's school teacher or uh, additional resource people who might be able to help us build a support network around our students. Um, we don't get directly involved with the programming in a public school, uh, nor does a public school get directly involved in our programming unless we're providing curriculum support. But the idea here is that the school system will be doing uh, the general education of a student and we come in and we support that student or most of the time we're backfilling through the use of our curriculum to make sure that whatever gaps have come up over the student's history start to get filled in from behind. It's really helpful if we can communicate with a student's teacher in the public sphere to make sure that they understand what we're working on so that they don't have to reach back and try to worry about those things. They can keep doing um, their work in the classroom without having to make adjustments. Marty, a lot of parents have been challenged in trying to help their uh their children, their students to adapt to online, what would be some of the signs that they might want to reach out 
to a tutoring program like yours in addition to what they're uh, experiencing at home? Great question, Jim. And obviously the most prominent red flag that parents are gonna notice is gonna be marks. But at Oxford Learning, we really do believe that students are more than just marks. Mental health and well-being is at the forefront right now. And we would encourage all parents to keep an open dialogue with their students because the real issues like anxiety and stress and other markers are gonna to start to show up long before grades start to slide. At Oxford Learning, we strive to help students find their natural love of learning by encouraging students to find their own motivation through learning skills development. So we really focus on learning how to learn. Um, so I would definitely encourage parents to keep talking with their kids and just be aware of what they're feeling internally so that they can reach out earlier than necessary. So you make a great point there. You know, learning is really lifelong and we all really have our unique ways of maybe learning. Is learning itself a skill that can be taught? Absolutely, Monica. I mean, the old adage of teaching an old dog new tricks is likely more, uh, you know, born out of complacency than reality. Um, we believe in the theory, of, it's something called neuroplasticity. And really what that means is that, you know, your brain, your brain is not concrete, right? It is uh, more plastic and, and malleable than people would imagine or history uh, has taught us through these colloquialisms. But um, absolutely, it's, it's like going to the gym. You want to work your brain out the same way you want to work out your body. The more you use it in dynamic ways, the better it's going to respond and the more agile it's going to be. So what are some things then that we should consider when selecting a tutoring program for, you know, our children? Monica, that's a fantastic question. I think it really comes down to the situation and we have to look at the needs of the student and the situation that they're in. And um, I would be lying if I said that pure tutoring is not something that would be good for some students. Occasionally you're going to have a student who really has great grades good learning profile and good skills, and is really just looking for a touch up. And in that regard, maybe a tutor would be helpful. Now, if you have something more going on, if we have students that have missed time, if we've had some other challenges that have impeded on the continuity of learning up to the grade level of that student, and now we have to identify what those gaps may be or what those learning challenges are and help build a strategy around that student to help them cope with those um, hurdles, then Oxford Learning is definitely the place to be. I know, you know, like obviously teachers in the public system have been really trying to adjust in terms of content that they're providing to students and moving online. So potentially they could be not as much content being covered as a consequence of all these changes this year. And so maybe I know one of the markers you said was grades to take a look at and see, you know, how students are doing, but maybe that may not necessarily be the best marker for this year. So what are some suggestions that you have for parents who are maybe at home struggling, concerned about whether their children are getting enough content this year due to the pandemic? And, um, you know, what are some things that parents maybe can consider to support their kids? Thank you, Monica. I would say first and foremost, if there is a major concern, reaching out to a service provider um, that works in the supplemental education sphere is definitely a great first step. Um, you know, I can't speak for the other companies, but Oxford Learning, we have our proprietary assessment that allows us to evaluate not only 
how the student learns and all about the student's cognitive profile um, when it comes to education in our system. But um, we can also see where they stand academically throughout their history. And if there's a gap there, we're going to be able to find it. And if, if parents really need to know, then they can book that through any one of our locations. Additionally, just working with your student um, is a great option, making sure if you've got younger students that you're doing activities at home, find ways to build educational games, educational conversations into things like an ordinary car ride. Uh, you know, that can make sure that students are always using their brains actively, um, which is always going to be just as effective uh, and fun um, sometimes than just pure content. I guess we need to find those teaching moments, eh? Uh, Marty, how, how during this um, COVID lockdown, how do people get in touch with uh, Oxford Learning? Uh, the easiest way, Jim, is going to be through our website, OxfordLearning.com. Marty, thanks very much for uh, taking time to join us this morning. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Monica. We've been talking with Marty Robertson, who is the Director of Operations at Oxford Learning Center, Inc. You can look them up in the BBB directory and follow the links to their website, and you'll find them under Tutoring, Education, or Reading Lessons. Our learning continues after the break when we find out what's involved in becoming an HVAC technician. Now back to Ask BBB. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Accredited businesses provide useful information so that consumers are better informed about purchases they're making and services they're contracting. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. You may have to call on someone to get your heating and cooling system working properly as we move from winter to spring and summer. This morning, we'll learn what it took for that technician to be qualified to provide that service. Our guest is Glenn Buck, Director of Great Lakes Technical Training. Thanks for joining us, Glenn. Thank you for having me. So, as we've mentioned, HVAC training, but, you know, there are other areas of technical training that are available through Great Lakes Technical Training. You know, what are some of those? Well, HVAC is kind of a catch-all phrase, stands for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And we tend to focus on those three with electrical and plumbing as it relates to installations and service of heating and cooling equipment. So we're, our licensing is in heating and cooling, uh, but we bring in the other areas to make sure that our students are properly educated and well qualified. So um, speaking of qualifications, how, how are the instructors chosen and, and what sort of qualifications do they have to have before wow. they help others become qualified? Absolutely, all of our instructors are fully licensed and qualified. We sort of handpick them from field mechanics uh, that are either recently retired from some of the major companies in, uh, in and around Windsor and Essex County, including Union Gas. Uh, we also uh, develop relationships with these contractors over time. Uh, they know us, a lot, of, a lot of them went to Great Lakes, including myself. The selection process is fairly personal in nature. Um, you can get a great mechanic, uh, somebody who's excellent at what they do, but they might not necessarily make a great teacher and here at Great Lakes, we try very hard to make sure that the, the experience is good for not only students, but for the instructors as well. Just briefly describe uh, the impact that uh, COVID and its protocols for prevention have had on Great Lakes uh, instructions. Absolutely. Um, they're definitely significant. Um, 
the, the ministry essentially said, because you are a trade school, um, we will allow you to have students in the building, but under strictly controlled uh, conditions. So you've got the typical protocols that you find any time you go into any, any business anywhere, but we're also required to clean on a regular basis, sanitize on a regular basis, um, uh, keep the students uh, physically separate by two meters. Um, we can do this through Zoom um, where the instructors on one side and the students are watching and, and there's interaction and it works. Uh, my opinion is there's definitely something lost in translation. The virtual experience, I think for any kid, any students, whether they're kids or high school or college age, they're noticing that it's not the same as when you're there. There's a, there's an, ex part of the experience is lost, but it does work. And uh, between that and being allowed to have people in the building for practicals because of the necessity of that, uh, we've been able to keep moving forward. We're still graduating students at a, at a actually a higher rate than we were before. Are the courses that you offer government regulated? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we're regulated by the Ministry of Training Colleges and Universities, just like any uh, public publicly funded college. So Great Lakes is a private career college. Um, we're regulated the exact same way, teach the exact same curriculum as uh, St. Clair College, for example. Um, they are required to teach additional courses because they're a public facility that we're not. But when it comes to eating and cooling and the, the nuts and bolts of what we do, we teach the exact same curriculum. We're also regulated by TSSA, which is the Technical Standards and Safety Authority um, that essentially establishes the curriculum for gas. So they set up the gas stuff, the province is responsible for the air conditioning stuff and the ministry kind of oversees everything. So what prerequisites do the applicants who want to take the course need to qualify for training at Great Lakes? Well, I mean, the, the, the the bottom line is they have to have at least high school or a GED uh, or college, of course. We get people coming through who have, who have university degrees. Um, English is, is somewhat important as well. We get a lot of new Canadians coming through. Sometimes the, the language can be a bit of a barrier, but we've got resources that we can help them tap into to uh, improve their probability of success. So it's that and a you know, healthy technical aptitude doesn't hurt, but we've had accountants come through here and do quite well. So how long are the programs that you offer? Well, we have day classes that are full-time and night classes that are part-time. Uh, the day classes are anywhere from one month long to three months long. They're full-time equivalents. Uh, the exact same material uh, just takes longer because it's part-time or anywhere from three and a half to eight and a half months long. So besides uh, tuition, are trainees required to purchase tools or equipment to be able to participate? Yes, um, there's a list that we provide. It's about $1,500 worth of material or worth of uh, tools, most of which though they obtain over the course of their career. Like it's not like you've got to go out and spend $1,500 in the beginning. There's basic tools that they have to have. Um, these are things that they will use once they leave here and get out into the field and start working. So, you know, the initial cost for tools would be, you know, four to $500 maybe. So after their in-class portion, is there an apprenticeship part of the training program as well? That's a great question. Um, when it comes to gas training, gas does not require an apprenticeship. Um, it's been that way for a very long time. Uh, years and years and years ago, way before I got involved, uh, Union Gas lobbied 
very hard to uh, to keep it from becoming an apprenticeship program because they wanted to, from what I understand, control things a little bit more. Once you start an official apprenticeship program, then the province becomes involved. Um, so Union Gas lobbied hard against that, and they were successful. And to this day, it remains um, apprenticeship free. Now you are fully licensed and trained and ready to go when you leave Great Lakes, uh, whether it's your G3, which is an entry-level gas license, or G2, which is the, kind of the middle of the road that most mechanics operate at. Um, so the short answer, not so short, is uh, licensing, you're fully licensed with gas, but the air conditioning side of things is still a Red Seal trade, and that requires a full two-year apprenticeship when you leave here. So what we do with our training is we give the mechanics all the theory and the practical that they need to be effective when they leave here, but you do not get an air conditioning or a 313D, which is the designation, the provincial designation license. So you're ready to go. They can put you in a truck, you're licensed to do gas work, but you have to do an official apprenticeship with air conditioning. And what's the record of placement for people after training? We hear that there's a demand for trades. Yeah. Is placement really good? Absolutely. Um, we are required to submit KPIs, which is, I think, key process indicators to the ministry on an on a annual basis. And I think the most recent published data has us at well over 90% in terms of uh, post-training employment. Um, we also have really great relationships with all of the funding providers in and around Essex County. So the uh, the Employment Ontario offices um, where people can go to apply for funding to help support their training here. Um, they reach out to us and let us know how our students are doing. Uh, I just got an email two days ago from one of the women I deal with on a regular basis who told me that two of our most recent grads got jobs with some of the a couple of the bigger companies in Windsor. Well, Glenn, we want to thank you very much for your time uh, in giving us some information about uh, Great Lakes and the training that's available there. Thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Glenn Buck is the director of Great Lakes Technical Training, and he spoke to us from his office in Windsor. Great Lakes Technical Training is an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Always look for the seal, the BBB seal. You know it's a business you can trust. When we return, we welcome some newly accredited businesses. Now back to Ask BBB. Welcome back to the final portion of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica Braz is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And this morning, we want to welcome businesses that recently gained BBB accreditation in the Western Ontario region. Each of these businesses has undergone the accreditation process and meets the standards for BBB accreditation. Those standards incorporate not only lawful business practices, but also BBB's experience with ethical advertising, selling, and customer experiences. So, here are businesses that start with trust. DHT Electrical, Inc. provides any electrical service you need, from repairs and troubleshooting to setting up your smart home installation to control lighting, blinds, and thermostat, and more from your phone. Congratulations to owner Sean Terpstra and his staff. Hiring and meeting workforce needs is the service provided by Emerald Workforce Services. This locally owned and operated business offers comprehensive staffing services and is led by President and CEO Oscar Maldonado. On time and thoroughly is the motto of KW Drywall, a London firm that does commercial, 
residential and renovation drywall installation. Congratulations to owner Arnian Pozzani and his staff. And congratulations to Joshua Fulmer and his staff at London Professional Movers. They now display the BBB seal alongside their motto, Moving Made Simple. In Godrich, Palmer Natural Healthcare and Chiropractic will display the seal as they support BBB standards of trust in the marketplace. Dr. Doug Palmer, D.C., is located on Montreal Street. Tori Carlson is president of Ronson Paving Services. You'll see the BBB seal on their website where you can learn about paving and construction services that they provide. Everything from asphalt on commercial parking lots to concrete private drives. And in Tilsonburg, look for the seal on the Porch Doctor's vehicles. The Porch Doctor specializes in flexstone coatings for sun decks, flat roofs, and more. Congratulations to owner Shannon Hume. And in Chatham, Green Rhino Restorations have met all the qualifications to become accredited. They are a disaster cleanup contractor specializing in biohazard cleanup services, headed up by President Jeff Medeiros. Congratulations to all of these recently accredited businesses with BBB. And Monica, that's all of our time for Ask BBB this week. You can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust. Thanks for listening to Ask BBB on 980 CFPL. 